Welcome to Those Catholic Shrinks with Lisa and Regina. Your favorite podcast about mind, body, and soul. Welcome. This is Regina, and you are listening to Those Catholic Shrinks with Regina and Lisa. Today's podcast is how to get your kids to do what you want. (laughs) (laughs) Wave a magic wand and everything will be perfect after you listen to this podcast. Exactly. (laughs) Also, if that was true, we should bottle this and sell it and we'd be millionaires. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But um, in reality, we're going to talk a little bit about um, a parenting disciplining method. Some of you may have heard of it before called Love and Logic. So if you want to learn more about it, you can go to loveandlogic.com. But I think it's a very fun, easy way for parents to implement some skills and sort of redirect children's behaviors. Mm -hmm. But before we get into that, yes, we need to talk about what we're drinking. Yes, we do. (laughs) I'm actually I'm sticking with water today. I decided to forego the tea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The tea world is very sad right now. I know. I know. I'm I'm rocking some peppermint. I like it. You know, every I'm, I'm a little sad that it's warmer now, mm. and I just wanted to relive yes uh, some of that cool weather that that we it was such a short season. It was. It makes me sad. Yeah. But. Well, and it's funny. I think a couple of podcasts ago we were talking about that peppermint and I'm trying to remember was it ginger? Uh, cinnamon. Cinnamon. The yeah. peppermint and cinnamon tea. Yeah. So I was recently at Trader Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> And I was really excited because I was picking up some tea and I'm like, we are getting close to running out of the peppermint and cinnamon tea. And Andy really loves this tea. I I haven't told him yet. They didn't have any more. Oh, no. (laughs) And he's been drinking tea almost every night. It's like he wants to like read his books and he's reading Lord of the Rings right now. So um, to him, it's thematic to be drinking tea and reading Lord of the Rings. (laughs) I don't, I don't get it, but it's okay. Um, and I've, I kid you not. So this past weekend, every single night of the week, we of the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, baby goes to bed, and we we both start reading. And he has the peppermint tea every night, and he's like, <laughs> I just really love this tea. Have I mentioned that? Like, yes. <laughs> every time you drink it. <laughs> Today I went to Trader Joe's and they didn't have it. I'm like, oh, oh no. no. Do you know how many tea bags you have left? I don't know. I'm going to have to tell him he's going to have to start rationing it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Poor man. Poor man. Poor man. <laughs> I love it. So um, yes, love and logic. <laughs> love and logic. <laughs> um, why, why do they use those terms? Well, um, the creators of Love and Logic were actually, um, they're a father-son team. Mm-hmm. I think the father is was a principal, so he was in education for many years. His son is a psychologist. Oh, that's awesome. Great combination. Great combination. Wow. And uh, they just have oodles and oodles of stories of working with children over the years, and they're obviously their own children as well, and implementing consequences, and they are hilarious. So the good news is this isn't a very dry Mm. method to learn about. So if you go exploring and check out some of their YouTube videos, you will be laughing hysterically because they present it in such a fun way. But what they say is that love, what they mean by love is you love your children enough to help them learn to become 
better people, better adults mm. functioning in the world, that you are willing to implement limits for their benefit. Yeah. So you're loving them in that way. Mm-hmm. And then lo- the logic piece is giving them consequences mm. when they make a certain decision. So allowing them to make decisions and allowing them to live from the consequences of those actions. That's hard. Yeah. Right. So love and logic. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Um, and were you going to say something? No. Okay. Um, more importantly, um, with the consequences, how you implement them, usually they talk about implementing them with empathy. Mm. Right. And so, um, making sure you, it's a genuine empathy because a lot of kids, teenagers, especially, yes. <laughs> um, they can tell, they can tell when you're not being mile away, seriously empathetic yes and so we don't want to do it in a sarcastic way Uh, a mocking way no but very genuinely feeling sad on behalf of your child's circumstance that they found themselves in based on their personal choice yeah right and even if that's a situation that you discussed ahead of time right um remember i told you if you don't finish your homework or if you don't clean your room you're not going out with your friends you're not Mm -hmm. going to the movies tonight or tomorrow, right? And then you don't talk about it for a few days and the day comes for them to go out with their friends and their room's not clean and they come out of their room, they're all dressed, they're ready to go. (laughs) And your response would be, oh no, (laughs) this is so sad. Your room isn't clean. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you have to stay home. Oh. Yeah. What a bummer. Yep. Right? And so... Allowing what's what's great about the empathy piece is it really puts the responsibility on your child. Mm-hmm. It's no longer you being the bad guy. Yeah, you of, didn't make the choice. Right, you didn't make the choice. Mm-hmm. I would have loved for you to gone out with your friends. <laughs> yes. I really wish you could have gone, but we had this agreement. And yeah, and you, you chose. Yeah. You chose to not follow through on the agreement. You didn't follow through. And I do think, I like that empathy piece because I think we can all think back to the times we were teenagers mm-hmm. and made a dumb choice. And like, yeah, logically you should just, just clean your room. Mm-hmm. And we can remember how painful it was because especially for teenagers, like the fear of missing out is real. It's real. It's real. <laughs> and it's really, and it's easy to look back as an adult and be like, oh my gosh, it's not that big a deal. It's like a movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is not like the end all be all of all nights of fun. Mm-hmm. But for the teenager, that felt experience, that is what it is. Right. It is that intense for them. Right. And so, like, breaking our brains a little bit from the adult mindset that it's in mm-hmm. and saying, okay, when I was a teenager, what did that feel like? And not undermining that feeling because I was a teenager when I felt it, it doesn't make that felt experience any less real. Absolutely. Um, and if you can connect with that, I think, like like you said, teenagers are lie detectors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 100, mm-hmm. And so they'll know if the empathy isn't real and that my heart can hurt for like yeah you are gonna miss out and that that really does hurt right that really does does hurt and you might genuinely be upset because you were looking forward to having (laughs) some time to yourself too so you can be sad (laughs) yes exactly um and I think too what's important about that you know and it it can very quickly turn into sarcasm so it's a fine line because if you are upset that they didn't honor your request um it can be very easily like 
oh, oh well, I guess you can't go out with your friends now. Yeah. <laughs> right? And so you have to be very careful to keep that empathetic tone. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the consequence, you've stripped that learning opportunity away because now the focus comes back to you being the mean parent. Yes, that's exactly it. Oh, well, you're not letting me go out with my friends as opposed to putting the spotlight on mm-hmm. their choice yep. and the consequences of that choice. Yep. Like I'm thinking in my mind, this is what the difference would sound like. Like, oh, oh, well, you made a bad choice and now you can't go out with your friends. Right. Too. Oh, you made a, you made a bad choice. And now you can't go out with your friends. Right. It's the exact same sentence. And it's probably coming from the exact same felt experience for you as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think here's the difference. Here's the added thing you can put in is, yeah, you made the choice and you can't go out with your friends because you didn't clean your room. And I love you enough to hold firm to that consequence. Exactly. Can't really add that sentence on when you're being sarcastic. (laughs) Oh, you can't go without your friends. And I love you enough. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't quite work that way. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and that, that's the whole, that's the whole piece. And, you know, to take it one step further, you know, not rescuing mm. your child from certain situations, Ugh. right? So, you know, I was saying this before, teen comes home or is complaining, right? They, they relate to class, they get a detention mm. and detentions after school and oh no, soccer tryouts are this week Mm. so if I have detention I'm going to show up late to one of the tryout days and what does this mean am I not going to make it on the team this year this happens all the time right and so they come to you in a panic oh no what do I do right and this parents (laughs) (laughs) please please as hard as it is (laughs) right because you want your child on that team yes whoo Take one deep breath to take one step back and go to empathy mm-hmm. because your child made a choice to yeah. socialize instead of be to class on time. Who knows? Maybe it wasn't their fault. Maybe they tripped and fell. And mm-hmm. <laughs> either way, yeah. it is not your place, right? We're, again, giving them learning opportunities, preparing them for the real world, and to just say, wow, how unfortunate that really sucks yeah right speak in their language oh my gosh and ask the question what are you going to do about it oh I love that because again you're turning the responsibility to them mm-hmm. talk about empowering your kid first of all Amen. yeah and then second of all talk about taking the worry and stress off of you as a parent yep and get and third of all giving yourself the opportunity to see your child make a good decision. Yeah. You would have oh. never known what they were capable of if you hadn't given them that chance and yeah. you just swooped in and rescued them from whatever yeah. whatever the consequence may have been. That's brilliant. Oh, I love that. So really that's kind of the philosophy around allowing them to make the decisions, allowing and being open to mm-hmm. those mistakes that may come from that. Yeah. Um and that their life isn't always going to look perfect. So maybe that does mean this year they didn't get on the soccer team. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it means they're on JV instead of varsity. Right. And it doesn't look exactly the way that they wanted it to. And I think you and I have talked about this before, but if there's ever a time for kids to practice making mistakes, it's high school. It's middle school and high school. Like Exactly. They need that practice. They, don't, they need to feel having messed up. 
Absolutely. This is what making a mistake looks like. Right. And not just in that moment, but then feeling like this is what the continued co- continued consequence of making a mistake feels like. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And again, it takes you off the hook as a parent. It's so much easier because you don't have to come up with this elaborate grounding sequence of, no. oh, no, you're, you weren't responsible. You didn't get to practice on time. So now I'm taking away your phone for the next three weeks. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't match. It's not a natural consequence, which is something that Logan Logic would have you do. But there was a consequence already built in for you. Yeah. They didn't make the team. Beautiful. It's done. You don't have to do anything. But I think what happens is a lot of parents are trying to do double work, which Mm -hmm. is I'm going to rescue them from this outside consequence in the the world, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to give them a consequence at home. Mm -hmm. So, like... Okay, I know you want to be on the soccer team, so I'm going to help you still be on the soccer team, but I'm going to give you all these bad consequences at home. Right. So that what, then what ends up happening is you are the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Home is where all the consequences try to happen. Right. And you try to follow through on them, but you can only keep up with those for so long. Right. And outside world seems great and easy peasy for them. Right. And instead of it being a balance of, like, this home is the safe place, home is where talk to you about consequences. I talk to you about what's happening in my world. Right. Um, home becomes the place where this is where I get in all the trouble and where you take away my phone, which is kind of the number one thing. People take away the phone, take away the games, take away the Facebook. Right, um, right. Any number of those things. Right. Um, and, and I think, like, yeah, there are times to definitely take away, like, technology. Oh, oh yes. Especially <laughs> if that is where... The behavior is centered around. It's right. like, you didn't get your homework done because, because you were texting with your friends. Absolutely. Yep. That's the natural consequence to that is, mm-hmm. okay, well, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and take the phone or we're right. going to limit your screen time or I'm going to be putting some app tracking stuff on your phone. And, right. Um, but that's because it's connected to the phone Absolutely. itself. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And love and logic might say something like, you know, I've spent so much time of my time working hard to pay for our data and our devices. Mm -hmm. And recently I've had to give so much time to you and helping you finish your homework. And that's prevented me from being able to give attention and focus at work. So we've had to cut back on our finances. And unfortunately, (laughs) we don't have... (laughs) This is the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Unfortunately, we don't have enough money to support your device at mm. this time. Wow. Right? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to connect that. Yes. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> totally steal. <laughs> I keep stealing things from you. <laughs> it's all love and logic. It's not uh, me. That's wonderful. But it can it can be applied to younger children as well. I know we're talking about Absolutely. older kids. I'm thinking about that too. One of my favorite stories that um, Jim Fay tells on the website or on his one of his DVDs is he talks about um, giving kids choices, right? And parents get nervous about that because <laughs> what do you mean choices? <laughs> yes. Right? I'm the parent. Yep. They do what I say. They shouldn't be allowed to have choices. But you decide what their choices are. Exactly. Yep. Right. So, for example, he says, you know, do you want to go to your room with your feet touching the ground or not touching the ground? 
<laughs> right? <laughs> so we're talking younger kids now. Oh, I love this. They don't get a choice about going to their room or not. Mm-hmm. But in a way, you're giving them, again, an opportunity to make a decision, to yep. make a choice and live with the consequence from that at a smaller, you know, more relatable that's appropriate for them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah. Do you want one lump of sugar or two, right? They don't get to say five. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So you decide what parameters you're comfortable with as far as the choices that they make. Well, I'm even thinking like even so with my son, like he's starting to want to help with things. So he's Mm -hmm. almost two. So it's Jimmy help, Jimmy help, Jimmy help. It's adorable. Yeah. Um, But it's also like there's times when, okay, you want to help pick out your clothes. You're not even two yet. (laughs) And so you helping me pick out your clothes is going to mean that that entire drawer of shirts <laughs> is on the floor. Yes. Like yeah. that's where it's going to be. And then it's going to be 45 minutes of me cleaning up. Right. So with this choices thing, what I can do is, is I can anticipate ahead of time. Okay. He's going to want to help. Mm-hmm. So pick out three shirts. Exactly. And I know he's going to pick the fire truck shirt, mm-hmm. but give him another option. Right. And all of a sudden, he helped. And right. it's not that he didn't. He truly did help. Like right. He picked right. a shirt and helped put it on. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, what was a battle in the morning became something that he got to choose at the level at which he's able to choose it. Right. Exactly. Because he he's overwhelmed by choices mm-hmm. when he's at a younger age. And as the older he gets, I can give him more and more choices. Right. But he's just not there yet. Mm-hmm. And kids don't know that. Exactly. Because their little brains aren't <laughs> developed yet. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you can even start from when they're 18 months and they throw something off the high chair because they want to see it fall and they want you to pick it back up to you don't pick it up yes. anymore, right? And that's a very easy lesson of a natural consequence. Like, I drop it off. And I don't have the ability to pick it up anymore. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and no one else is going to pick it up for me. <laughs> nope. Exactly. And so, I'm so sorry that you threw that on the floor. It right. didn't fall on the floor. Exactly. So I can't pick it up. Exactly. Right. And then it's it's because of their choice, not because of your choice. Right. And that's where I think consequence things gets confused with mm-hmm. kids and especially with teenagers because they're really wily at convincing you oh, yes. that it's you and you're like but no <laughs> like, I want a peaceful household where you're not making where you're making good choices right. like that's what I want so how is this me but they're good at turning it on you they're and very good they, they try they they do they try to tip the power scale and be the one back in control but mm-hmm. which is why the empathy piece is so important. Yeah. If you stick to the empathy, there's no opportunity to argue and debate. Mm-hmm. And my husband, when he used to be a teacher, he kind of implemented this with discipline in the classroom. So, right, you know, the first few days of school, all teachers talk about the rules of the classroom, mm-hmm. what gives you detention, what doesn't, where you turn in your homework, whatever. So, you know, he went over all that. And then he started using empathy when he had to write kids up and give them slips. Mm. He would say, ah, you know, so-and-so, I'm so sorry. And hand them the little slip (laughs) with with this sad look on his face. And they'd say, but, but, but I, ah, I'm so sorry. I wish I didn't have to do this, but you, you broke the rule. And and then he would say, and they just sort of slunk, they'd sink in their seats and say, yeah, you're right. 
And in, instantly it was over. There wasn't an argument. They would try. Yeah. But if he stuck to the empathy and yeah. didn't allow it to get into a debate of, yes, you did. No, you didn't. Blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. This was the rule. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. That's the choice you made. Like, my heart hurts for you. Right. Now I yeah. wish I, I don't want to write this, but now I have to. I have to. <laughs> I was really hoping you would make a different choice. Right. I was, really I, was ro- I was rooting for you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the funny thing is, is I think that's true. That that's actually very true. Is mm-hmm. I think we're all rooting exactly. for our kids to make the right choices. Right. And at the end of the day, I think that's where the empathy comes from. Mm-hmm. Is the reason I'm sad. I mean, partly sad because, yeah, you were supposed to go out and I was going to have a night to myself. But <laughs> really, the root of my sadness is I was rooting for you to make a good choice. Right. And I loved you enough to give you the freedom. Right. To make either the good choice or the bad choice. Absolutely. And then I also loved you enough and going to love you enough to let you feel the consequences. Exactly. Especially at a time in their life when the consequences are small. Yes. Like, Ultimately, in the grand scheme of life, it doesn't matter if they're on the soccer team or not. It doesn't matter if they mm-hmm. missed one homework assignment. Or right? even if they fail a test. Or, I'm going to go this far. <laughs> I'm going to go this far. Sometimes they fail a class. <gasps> Ooh. They have to retake the class. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's true because... Once they're out there and they're on their own and they're driving vehicles and making choices about Mm -hmm. drinking and driving, when they're, you know, making choices about who to spend time with, you know, parties and paying rent and being Mm -hmm. on time for their jobs. Yep. Right? If they didn't have those lessons early on Mm -hmm. about, you know, turning in homework or making it to soccer practice on time. Mm Mm-hmm. They're certainly not going to be able to function and achieve those things later on. No. And I think that's why you're starting to see, if you talk to anybody who works in college, they're starting to see parents calling deans, parents Uh, emailing professors. Yes. And the response, and it's a really painful response for these parents to have to hear because it's the first time they're hearing it is, Mm. I can't talk to you about that. Your child is an adult. Mm-hmm. And I can't talk to you about their academics. Wow. So we I, we know some people who work in campus ministry, both at FSU, here at UCF, and they tell us that very, very often parents will call, will call the campus ministry at times. Mm. You didn't let my child on this particular board. Really? Yes. But wow. I, al- I also hear from, from professors saying, I will get a parent emailing me telling me, why are you letting my child fail this class? And that's why I say, even going as far as sometimes a kid fails a class in high school. And if that's the line they're towing, like rescuing that from, from them from that in high school, there's a way to fix that. Right. Okay, so next semester, you're going to be having to take virtual school at home. Right. And you're going to have to be making that up. Right. And this is what it feels like to have to do double work because you failed that. Exactly. And in high school, you can do that. Mm-hmm. In middle school, you can do that. Right. In college, now you're either failing out of college right. and there is nothing parents can do. Right. And some of them are really trying. Or you've got that senior who is a seventh, eighth, ninth year senior exactly. and they're racking up student debt that's going to follow them the rest of their life. Exactly. Versus, oh, I remember what it felt like to fail a class in high school. 
Not doing that again. Not doing that again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had to take a whole semester of virtual school. Right. Semester of virtual school is a lot less painful than, I don't know, how much does a college class run these days? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? Um, But, yeah, like, it's one of those things where you can only rescue them for so long, and then it's going to be triple, like, quadruple, exponentially more painful once they get into college. Because, like you said, the consequences are bigger. Right. So, yeah, so in summary, I would say, you know, Love and Logic sort of works off three main points, mm-hmm. right? Empathy, natural consequences, and making sure you implement those consequences consistently. Mm-hmm. So the love piece and the logic piece. Mm-hmm. Um, so look them up. Yeah. Loveandlogic.com. Watch some videos. I hope you enjoy them <laughs> <laughs> as much as I do. Yes. Um, and definitely stay in touch with us. Let us know. Yeah. Um, We've got our email address. Yeah. Um, those Catholic shrinks at gmail.com. Let us know do you like this where we talk about kiddos and how to work with kiddos, relationships? I know we talk about that quite a bit. Or is there something else that you're like, I really wish they would talk about that? Right. Let us know. Like, we want to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. Those Catholic shrinks at gmail.com. And until next time, we'll see you then. <laughs> <laughs>